Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. You can read there anytime. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Don't forget that I also do another podcast. It covers films of the 1980s. A fun show and very informative. A lot of history, a lot of trivia there. Just search for Around the World in 80s Movies, wherever you're listening to this right now, and you'll probably find it. Today, I'm going to be looking at a film that is in a few theaters, but it's also on VOD right now. It is called Dragged Across Concrete. It's the latest film from writer-director S. Craig Zoller. It stars Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn primarily. Tori Kittles gets a sizable supporting role. Laurie Holden, Michael J. White, Thomas Kretschmann, Tatiana Jones, Jennifer Carpenter are also in the film. Don Johnson also has a small role in the film, too. It's an R-rated film. It does have strong violence, grisly images, language, and some sexuality and nudity. The runtime is a whopping 2 hours and 39 minutes. Now, Dragged Across to Concrete is writer-directors S. Craig Zoller's further exploration into the seamy underbelly of American society, particularly through the prism of how that experience causes some ripple effects that can throw even innocent people into the wake of those criminals. Most of the action follows the exploits of two cops in this fictional city of Bulwark, the older burnout Brett Ridgman, played by Mel Gibson, and his younger partner, Anthony Lorissetti, played by Vince Vaughn. They get suspended from the force for a couple of months after they're caught on camera, going a little too far in roughing up a suspect in the current environment that frowns on the perception of racial profiling. The other major story arc in Dragged Across Concrete involves Henry Johns, just released from prison, going back to a life of crime in order to provide for his mother, who happens to be a drug user who has been prostituting herself for needed cash while he was in the joint. And he also wants to take care of his disabled younger brother, who has aspirations of becoming a video game developer, because he plays video games all day long, pretty much. The two stories end up converging when the cops decide that they're going to snatch money from a secretive drug dealer named Vogelman, while Henry, who's working for Vogelman, becomes the wheelman in a bank heist. And from then, it, the two stories become one. Now, money, of course, is the root of the evil that men do in this film. Even those that want money for a good cause, such as helping their family, have to do some pretty unsavory things in order to hope for a better day down the road for those that they care about. Brett, or Mel Gibson's character, has issues as a bigot, but he also has a wife who's suffering with multiple sclerosis and also a teenage daughter who's being bullied around this lower class neighborhood, the only place he can afford now that his wife can't easily work and provide for the family monetarily. He's going to do whatever it takes to keep them from becoming another helpless statistic. Anthony, or Vince Vaughn's character, is on the verge of proposing to his beloved girlfriend, although the timing of the suspension and his need to be secretive now about his plans with Brett, that further shakes his belief that she might say yes when the question is popped. Craig Zoller, he's a deliberate filmmaker. He takes his time to get through scenes. He allows the dialogue, all the pauses, all the beats necessary to draw out the personality of his characters. He also allows the viewers the time to fully envelop themselves into the wit and the wisdom, or even the inanity of the words that they're uttered. As such, the runtime for Zoller's films have gone over the two-hour mark. So far, all three of his films, including Bone Tomahawk and Brawl in Cell Block 99, which also starred Vince Vaughn, were over two hours, quite a bit, and dragged across the concrete. 
is its longest. It clocks in at an epic 159 minutes despite very few set pieces to boast. Could the film have been shorter? Yes, of course, especially in the side story characters. We follow a new mother who has severe phobia of returning back to work from an extended maternity leave that takes up several minutes within this film. The inclusion of that story really doesn't serve a deep purpose. It could have been excised and the film would have been probably just as enjoyable, maybe even more so for some people. It's not a necessary one, except as a means for Zoller to play with the audience in this way that not everyone is going to end up appreciating, but I think Zoller really wants to have some sort of impact. Much of the film does involve the cops performing surveillance. That doesn't really technically push the plot forward to any large degree, but the dialogue in those scenes is pretty sharp. The idiosyncratic banter, but often banal banter between Vaughn and Gibson, is also fresh enough that those elements provide many of the film's biggest pleasures. There are so many refreshing qualities to Zoller's approach here, it's sometimes easy to overlook the fact that his films are inherently uneven. And that's kind of a bit of an irony for someone who's coming into films as a novelist, he writes novels, and he's also a musician. In his spare time, his approach to storytelling here is in need of an editor, not only in terms of the needless characters or their conversations, but also in how long he expends time in exploring some facet that strikes his fancy that has little perceptible payoff, either narratively or thematically. And when Zoller does cut loose, the one thing you can be assured of is that violence will be quite brutal and shocking. A lifelong fan of gory Z-grade horror flicks, the director revels in the viscera of his kills, and some of which get so bloody and carnal they could almost double for footage of surgical procedures. And while other filmmakers would pull away from some of the grisly nature of the violence enacted, Zoller really gets in there. He zooms in to show you the details. Though sometimes a little too graphic, it goes too far beyond being realistic anymore. That clinical approach toward violence also extends toward the bare essentials cinematography from Zoller associate Benji Bakshi, who makes a modest $15 million motion picture look like it cost five times that amount. It's a good-looking film for such a low budget. Now, this is a movie that puts us in a fairly unenviable position of having to root for people who are not good themselves, mostly because their enemies are so vile. And the motives of the people that we root for are beyond personal greed alone. It's a predatory world where the only line of defense for the lawful doves, such as the wife and the child or the mother or the brother, their only defense are by those very people who are coloring outside the lines of the law in order to try to make things right again by their own familial code. Trust does not come easy, but in the end we learn sometimes one has to trust that there is honor enough among thieves that makes the difference for those they're stealing to protect. All of the characters have to face decisions, and we see and hear them talk them all out, and they make those decisions in ways that are sometimes ill-timed, sometimes ill-informed, and that results in situations that either worsen their current conditions, even when they've been tested by hammering them out logically in their minds or through conversations. Although Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson have had their ups and downs in their career, Drag the Cross Concrete represents some of the best recent work for those two actors, at least as far as their performances. They retain a likability beyond the actions of their characters that will likely cause some conflicts, especially among people who dislike Mel Gibson's personal conduct over the years, independent of his film work. Now, regardless, they are fantastic actors when they want to be, and they seem to want to be here. 
Meanwhile, Tori Kittles is also quite arresting as this third wheel in this ramshackle narrative, and he represents the closest thing to having someone to truly root for as a person who must do what's wrong in order to ultimately do what's right, even though society perpetually will paint him as a career criminal and punish him into becoming one, really, by eliminating all of his options once he's served his time. Now, many critics have tried to draw their own political reads on Craig Zoller's films, partially because some of the racial dynamics among the characters he's written, and also partially because of the actors that he's cast. Mel Gibson triggers this the most. Vince Vaughn, also a conservative actor in the business. But Zoller has maintained that the worlds that he creates are apolitical, even if some of his characters have a certain point of view that can be construed as political. In his world, the correctness of everyone's politics begins to stop mattering once the reality of the threat ends up at their door, when they're forced to kill or be killed from others who can see them as an obstacle to whatever they want. It's then that that idealism that they might have stops and the realism starts for those characters, at least until it gets to a point where even the realism stops and Zoller's brand of ultra-brutal savagery starts with the blood and the viscera pouring out onto the screen in a completely matter-of-fact fashion that is both visually shocking and somehow emotionally sterile at the same time. Perhaps the only other filmmaker who would delve this far into the graphic violence within everyday society, at least working today, coincidentally, is Mel Gibson himself. Others may try to label, but I don't think Zoller really cares, because a fiction in which the world is full of either noble white hats or black hats who always get their comeuppance in the end doesn't really jibe with the real world around us, and that world is not caring or logical or motivated by political correctness. Idealism is corrupted by self-enrichment and or self-preservation. Now, you may disapprove of this kind of filmmaking, of course, especially if you think that fiction should try to ultimately uphold political and moral ideas for its viewers, but that's not what Zoller is interested in. He seems very content with giving people what he wants rather than what they want. He's more interested in the minutia that governs our lives than in providing big picture grandstanding in order to make overt political points. So by the end, we're put into this position of having to hope for the best for these gray hats who are flawed or corrupt or amoral, which does make for an uncomfortable experience for those who want a belief that this world still has its unsullied heroes out there to always save the day. Criminals here are flawed, of course, but so are the protectors. And the best that we can hope for is for their fight, not spill over, onto our front doors. We may wish for a world in which everyone's trying to keep on the up and up, but dragged across the concrete's bulwark, everyone's just flailing desperately to keep from sinking further down. I did like Dragged Across the Concrete. I actually have liked all of Craig Zoller's films so far, even though they are very challenging, overlong, they have a lot of excess to them. But to a certain point, that also becomes part of their appeal. He's able to kind of peek and poke into seeing into the nooks and crannies that a lot of other filmmakers would gloss over. And that makes for a refreshingly different kind of movie making. And that means it's also not to everyone's taste, especially for people who really recoil from graphic violence, which happens to be in all of his films. And you certainly get that one in Drag the Cross Concrete. I'm going to give it three stars out of four. Three stars on my scale means that I do recommend it for people who like this kind of movie. If you like your thrillers, your dramas with a lot of wit, a lot of banter, kind of into the Tarantino realm of filmmaking, you'll certainly get some of that here. Good performances by Gibson and Vaughn. Obviously, they've lost a lot of fans over the years. 
But I do think that they are very strong in this movie, and I really like them here, regardless of how you may feel about them personally. So three stars out of four is what I'm giving, dragged across concrete. Currently, like I said, on VOD. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button if you haven't done so already, and you'll get my reviews as they come out throughout the course of the year. If you have anything you want to say about this film or any other movie, you can find my contact information at my website. That's at quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Until next time, thanks everyone, and please enjoy your time. Anytime you get to go to the movies or you're just watching a cinema-worthy movie, on VOD at home. <laughs>